Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Alrighty, folks, she's back. Last week, she was at the Bigger Pockets event in Orlando, so I'm assuming we will get an update. But what I want to talk to Beth about is the real estate market, the housing market. She's a top 1% agent in the country. I came out a week or two ago talking about cancellation spiking. Redfin has validated that at 16.7%. So I got to figure out what's going on in King County, a.k.a. Seattle. But first, Beth, how is Bigger Pockets? <laughs> It was awesome. It was fun. This is my third year going and it's been doubling in size almost every year that I've gone. And I have to say, I preferred it when it was a little smaller. I felt like I got to know more people that way and see more people that I, um, it's easier to find people in the crowd when the crowd is 500 people versus 3000 people, for example. Wow. But, uh, but it was great. What, what I can say is what I really loved about it was being around thousands of people who are doing the work was really inspiring. And that energy was really great and uh um got me fired up especially thinking nice. about our one rental at a time uh conference that we're gonna do for yeah the february 17th and 18th february i'm really jazzed about that and that's gonna be fun too i like that i think the size of that one's gonna be perfect too because it's gonna be allow for a lot of one-on-one -on -one where people can connect with the people that they've been watching on youtube and through the community and I'm looking forward to connecting with a lot of people in, in a, the one rental at a time community at, at that event too. So um, if anybody has any specific questions about that event, I'm happy to go deeper with anyone, but. Yeah, I guess the one thing I'll ask, and it really leads into the next part of our conversation is uh, I have to imagine the vibe or the undercurrent or whatever you want to call that was very different, right? You've been three years in a row, the last yeah. two years, all the financial engineers were making money. Anybody could yeah. be a GP, Airbnb yeah. arbitrage, all this other, like it was prime time, bigger pockets this yes. time. I don't know. 8% mortgage rates, things slowing down, flippers, losing money, syndications mm -hmm. blowing up. Was there the change in undercurrent or was everybody still jazzed and everybody's you know, still jazzed. And what, one thing I can say is they have so many breakouts that you can tailor it to whatever niche you're interested in. So flippers have their breakouts and syndicators have their breakouts, Airbnb, you name it, whatever it is, they've got it. So it really is going to depend on what your specific interests are. But what I can say is, you know, at the keynote speeches, there wasn't anything that was like, it was a little bit of a different tone. It was more about how to invest in an uncertain market, what to do if things aren't going to be booming like they were, how to build a sustainable portfolio that's going to, um, set you up for long-term wealth, not short-term potential gains. And I met a lot, I didn't meet nearly as many syndicators this year as I did previous years too, where it seemed like, I think last year it was like almost you throw a rock and you're going to hit three syndicators. It was a lot like that. And they were still there, I'm sure, but I just, I didn't connect with nearly as many of them. It was more just regular folks Good. doing the work who have a portfolio, awesome. you know, a lot of the small and mighty real estate investor, like Coach Carson was there. I didn't get to meet him, but I'm hoping maybe I will at the other. Oh yeah, event. you will. You'll you'll meet him. <laughs> but there was a lot of people, kind of like me. I think of myself as being a small, but some might say yeah. mighty real estate investor, somebody who's had success without having to buy thousands of units or do any yeah. of these 
giant syndications or anything like that. Just just buying one property at a time and building it over time and, and I love it. just making uh, methodical improvements as time goes I love on. it. Sounds like they were focused on operations, uh, which Definitely. is great to hear. Uh, so, yeah. so shout out to the Bigger Pockets team for doing it right. I didn't hear right. any reckless, just cr- I didn't hear any crazy talk. Oh, good. Which That's is good. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, we need less Our, of that out there. Ned, less crazy mm-hmm. talk, please. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Well, let's flip to the market. Yeah. You obviously operate in a high-end market. I think the last medium sales will round it to a million bucks. Um, yeah. 8% mortgage rates, not seven, not six, eight. Um, that's got to get your attention. Now you are in a market where cash buyers do exist, so maybe they don't yes. care. But uh, yeah, what's going on? Cancellations? Activity? Yeah, so what's, what's the I've been hearing a lot of this talk about cancellations and I haven't really seen it hit my market in a meaningful way yet. So I did look just this morning. I looked to see what the latest was because I look at it week by week. And so for this last week, for example, in King County, which is greater Seattle area, there was about, depending on the area within in King County, between five and 10%. Fail back okay. on market, failed sales, cancellations, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So something was under contract and then it went back on the market. And we're seeing- Now just of, for, yeah. so, so again, without context, I'm not really sure how to take five to 10%. Mm-hmm. Is that historical normal? Is that below normal, a little higher? I, I have no idea. So one thing that's a little frustrating for me is my MLS does not track this in any way that I can go back and look Uh, at my charts. And I even email their support department. I'm like, how can I find this info? Because all I'm going with was was my IC anecdotally and my weekly stats, I can track it. I think that's a flaw in the way they they have their data. But um, I think it's up a little bit, but not significantly. Okay. In our the way our market operates is people put down large earnest money and they tend to I've, I've worked in other briefly in out of state markets where say fifteen hundred dollar earnest money was um normal. Yeah. It's pretty right. easy to walk away from fifteen hundred dollars if you change your mind. If it's fifty thousand, you're a lot less likely to do that. <laughs> so just saying, you know, so in our area, it's usually around three. If you wanted to make it, uh, it's always negotiable. It's usually around three percent of the purchase price or so. Okay. And if we're talking a million dollars, that's 30,000, you know, so it's, yeah. it's, you know, granted, if you have an inspection contingency, you can walk away for any reason during that time. But right. a lot of houses are bought without that in my market, even still. So wow. okay. it's not as easy to just change your mind. Even if you decide you don't like the rates, you have to show that you're not, a lender says you're not qualified for that. Like you don't just get your earnest money back automatically. So yeah. Okay. I think that helps keep our our back on market failed sales lower than it might in other. All right. Areas. Well, uh, speculating thinking, errors from what I'm seeing. Yeah. So thinking about that, the other thing I'm watching is net new listings. Yeah. Right. Net new listings usually heading into the winter go down. Right. Yeah. This is the slow period. So what are you seeing for net new listings? Is are you seeing maybe there's a bunch of motivated sellers and maybe there's a bunch of failed Airbnb and lots of inventory is coming. So what are what are net new listings looking like? It's been really slow out there with new listings. And I expect to see that slide between now and January because that's the seasonality of what we always see. And I think because of what the dynamics of what's going on right now with interest rates and uncertainty we're going to see in the fact that the people that are selling now tend to not be the move up seller buyer, you know, that, that segment of the market is still largely gone. Yep. 
that's been the story all year for 2023 and even the last half of 2022. I think that that's going to continue. And that's why our listings are down you know, 20 to 30 percent mm. year over year. And it's not like they were great last this time last year either. <laughs> you know? So right. it was already well past the peak at that point. So right. um, usually we bought them out around January and then start to pick up again. Um, so far, it's following that trend. We are still our pendings are down. New listings are down. Solds are down. Everything is just down. The only thing up, though, is our months of inventory went from 1.4 to 1.8. So still, yeah. I wouldn't call it necessarily in the buyer's uh, favor as far mm -hmm. as, you know, we're looking for normally four to six months for balance, mm -hmm. they say. But, you know, I can't remember the last time I've seen that in the Seattle yeah. area, honestly. Yeah. So so the other thing I'm looking at, net new listings down, um, but it's it's. I guess so. Is active inventory rising, and it's just really demand's not there? So days on market's growing, or or what's going on with active listings? So active listings are are down year over year, not significantly because wow. they already were down before. But we're seeing a little bit, little bit down. I can pop up my charts if we want, but basically it's 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 a little bit down, pending's down. Yeah, it's just it's just it feels like this this sense of just everything is just quiet. It's right. almost going along with our weather around here. We've got like these foggy mornings and it just feels a little calm and still mm. and just like nothing's happening. Um, that said, there are people out there right now that are buying. Like the people that are out there buying right now have a reason where they're really motivated to buy. And the people yeah. that are selling right now have a reason that they're really motivated to sell. So it can be a good match out there for people. So I think sellers are realistic. The wish pricing, forget about it. I just, no. yeah. there's no room for that. None. Um, some people might still be doing that, but those listings are just ignored completely. Yeah, they ignored. just age, age in place. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever heard about the five D's for why real estate transaction happened? Have you yeah. Heard of that? Let me see if I can remember. I see diapers, yep. diamonds, yep. Uh, divorce, yep. death. What's yep. the fifth one? Diploma. <laughs> Diplomas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's what be, even with 18% mortgage rates, one of those five D's happen. There always be transactions. It's going to be very low. I think we're going to be below trend for three to five years, but the, the five D's still exist for buyers and sellers. And yeah. um, I'm still talking to, to new sellers every week. And they're one of those. The other one, we had to find a way to make it a D, but um, job transfer you know, whatever that one would be. What could be a D? Help us in know. the we'll, comments down yeah, there. Yeah, comments below. <laughs> make, make, make a 6D job yeah. transfer. Yeah, right. I guess if we're in the military, go. it could be deployment or something like that. Yeah, there you go. You know? There you go. There you go. <laughs> we don't have oh, too much of that in my area. But um, the uh, but yeah, but I've seen the people that are moving for jobs. There's that too. So and that, yeah. that don't want to keep their home for a rental. I'm still not seeing that many people wanting to keep their home for a rental as much as I am okay. a fan of that. Yeah. Is that maybe price point? I mean, you got some pretty hefty price points where you are. They're yeah. like, just doesn't make sense, maybe. Right. With my median price in my uh, sub area, buy box, if you will, is about 1.4. So Ooh. there's a lot of equity there. You know, a lot of people have 500 to maybe a million in equity and they, they want to roll that into their next purchase. And I get yeah. that. It makes sense. And also the fact that there's such a wide disparity between what your mortgage payment would be on a house versus what your rent would be on the house that you're departing from. 
it doesn't make sense for a lot of people. So, but that's why, yeah, that's another reason why it makes it a little tough for investors buying right now to get the cash flow because there's a huge, you can rent for far cheaper right now than you can for thousands of dollars less per month, the same house. And if you were to purchase it. Yeah. So. So at the end of the day, what I'm hearing you say is, is we're basically in the fog, right? It's a slow period. It's going to be, it's going to be worse than normal. I think this will be worse than last year. Transaction rise. Uh, inventory rise, more cancellations. It's just, we're in it. And yeah. I have no idea how this turns out. I've told people, I I don't, come February 1st or January 31st, I'll revisit this because I don't know, right? We get to the spring selling season and we're at six and a half percent mortgage rates. I'll have one opinion. We get to spring selling season and we're at nine and a half. I'm going to have an entirely different opinion. Yeah. So uh, I just know right now it's going to be pretty slow. I agree with you 100%. I'm, and I'm like, I'm with you. I don't have a good feeling for being able to predict more than three months out right now, because I wouldn't have thought if you had rewinded to the, you know, six months ago, I wouldn't have thought we would have been at eight right now. Yeah. Me neither. I would have thought we would be maybe, I don't know, mid sixes or somewhere around there. Like I thought we would come down from the peak a little bit by the end of the year. That's what all the economists and people were saying, at least the ones that I was hearing from. Yep. Just goes to show they don't know either, you know. So yeah, you know. it's it's funny. Jamie Di- Jamie Diamond just called out all the economists. Uh, apparently, last year this time, one hundred percent of economists surveyed said we have a recession in the next twelve months. They were all wrong, myself included. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's pretty wild to think about. Pretty crazy. So what do you do? I think the best thing we can do is just try to make. I think not taking action is not the right plan doing nothing never helped anyone but i think that what makes sense to do is to evaluate best case scenario most likely scenario and maybe worst case scenario and plan it out for what your what your game plan would be for each of those scenarios and how you would cover for that and right now i'm airing on a little bit on the more conservative side definitely so i've never been super uh my risk tolerance, I guess, being a real estate investor and being a self-employed real estate person is, yeah, you know, a little higher than higher, normal, higher than <laughs> normal, but still it's like, there are some that are way out there reckless. And I've never been one of those. I've always been yeah. one, like you can do those reckless things that make sure you've got your bases covered. You've got reserves, you've got, yeah. you know, your rainy day plan set up, you know, yeah. so you you have to have some sort of fallback to fall back on. And I'll be honest, I've been falling back on some of those plans this year, you know, because I haven't got a one-two punch in a few different ways this year, you know, but having that plan is what helped me get through it. But I'm still going forward and thinking into next year, what I want my action plan to be for next year. But, you know, like you were talking about, if I do, so I'm in a, maybe a little bit of a holding pattern for my own personal reasons for my, my rental portfolio right now. But if I do make purchases, which I'm always looking, I looked at one yesterday but is it's got it's got to be the numbers have got to blow me away for it to be yeah. worth it. Only great deals. I told people a month ago. Yeah. Never stop because you just never know. Mm-hmm. Never stop, but only great. We're not doing good deals. No good. De- we'll I'll, we'll come back in February and we'll see where we're at as a group. But only great deals. They got to blow you away. They got to be grand slam home runs, cash flow day one, easy value add, whatever it is. Only great deals. Only great deal. Yeah. And the offers I've been making right now for my clients, I've been, um, we're asking for like, whatever it is, we're mm-hmm. asking, 
There you go. And the response has been a little warmer than I would have thought too. Like the disrespectful or the mm-hmm. aggressive or whatever you want yeah, to call it, call low it. off yeah. or whatever, you know, um, buyers, buy, buyers are in the driver's seat. They are buyers. Buyers are rare today. So if you're a buyer and you happen to be shopping, be aggressive. What are you doing writing full price offers? Come on now. You're better than that. Yeah. And look for the ones that, um, I still like the ones that have a, a value add, you know, like a way, mm-hmm. some, some sort of angle where you can make it better that maybe others don't see. Absolutely. And, and that just becomes from doing the daily work and watching, you know, and even if you're not doing anything this month, you should still be out there every day looking so every that day. you can spot the right opportunity when it comes along. The great opportunities that are out there right now, and especially between now and the new and new years where it's going to be, so silent and quiet. Oh, I'm so excited the for the next six weeks, the mm-hmm. next six weeks, or I guess eight weeks. I'm excited for the next six weeks. I, every year, it's you just one pops up like, well, guess I got to buy that one. I know. Sometimes it just, yeah, sometimes it was too good to pass up. I mean, I'm the first one to say, I'm not going to buy it for a while. And then some great deal pops up and like, okay, I guess I'm going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> But it's got to have that wow factor, especially now, Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. so um, not the time to be making reckless offers, be uh, um, aggressive in, in uh, pr- you know, making sure your own interests are are coming first. So um, and you're not going to have a lot of competition out there right now as an investor, like the investor type properties, that pool is even smaller. So Absolutely. Um, I th- I'm excited, a lot of opportunities out there. Well, Beth, one of the things that you do for our audience, which I can't believe you do, but you do it for us, is you make referrals to other top 1% agents and birds of a feather flock together. So, you know, Beth's number one in, in King County. She's got agents across the country that can help you. If somebody wanted a re- referral to their market because they can't work with you out of Washington, uh, how would they do that? I do. Yeah. So folks have been reaching out to me at BethTraversoGroup.com. And I love connecting with the one rental at a time community. It's so fun to get to know people and their stories and be a matchmaker for them. So feel free to reach out. I'm easy to find. You can just Google my name, which is there in the corner and, uh, and you'll find me and my website's the best way to reach out. So look forward yeah. to hearing from folks. Thank you so much. Have an amazing week. Take care of yourself. Welcome back. Thank you. You too.